0: Welcome to Hot Salad World, baby. Ay, hace mucho calor. Don't know the power of the dark side. How you doing, folks? Welcome to the Dark Side Podcast.
1: I am Dan. I am
0: Mike. You are quiet.
1: I'm not, how you guys I, doing? I'm just. I'm not quiet. I'm really just giving some dramatic, uh, dramatics to my entrance here. I gotta, gotta really know how to make an entrance, Dan.
0: You always do.
1: I always do. Entrance, exit. I just, I, I just come and go with a with a bang.
0: There's something to that. That is overtly dirty.
1: Well, let's not. not. That's like the, like the tagline
0: of a sex store. Come and go with a bang. I don't know. Anyway, guys. By your
1: tongue, my mother might be listening to this. Hi. She's not listening to this. She doesn't care. Okay. Oh, well, that's another problem. (laughs) Anyway, guys, just like always, last time we read you what we thought was news. And guess what? It it wasn't. No. Because we we really – we really – I wouldn't say we jumped the gun because it was pretty – it seemed pretty set in stone. No, no.
0: It seemed set in stone to him. See, before we rolled last week – I said to him, "This was we're referring to right now." Yeah, we should probably we should probably give some context. Matt Reeves no longer directing the Batman.
1: Yeah, Matt Reeves. Um, We we said last week we went on a big tirade about the fact that we had predicted it that Matt Reeves was not going to direct the Batman and he dropped out right before we started doing our episode last night. And I
0: hopelessly said to Mike, "But you know they did they did and this I'm gonna give him the benefit here of of the thought that." like I was being hopelessly optimistic at the moment they went but Mike you know they did say that maybe when cooler heads prevail in two weeks we'll come back to negotiations and kind of like see where we're at maybe what maybe when we can the things cool down we can work this out and I thought that was so, BS. He goes, but... don't let's not mention that to the to, to our Dork side family let's not mention this to them because it's not worth noting
1: well Dorkside family. It was
0: worth noting. It was
1: worth noting because, <laughs> because Matt Reeves happened. came back and signed on to direct the Batman. The guy is
0: directing the movie. So
1: sorry we uh, <laughs> we really jumped the gun on that segment last week. But you know what? But I'm it, not sorry. It honestly didn't seem
0: like something that was going to happen.
1: No, it didn't. Like, in a million years. Like I, said, you know, like I said on the show last week, we got so used to DC directors dropping out like that it seemed pretty safe to call at that point. That's kind of just what happens now. It's like, I want to direct this. And then it's like, oh, it's yeah. over. And then I thought for a second, I thought maybe it was fake news. And then uh, <sighs> Ben Affleck tweets, like, welcome to the Cave, Matt Reeves. I was like, well, there you go. From yeah, the horse's you know what, mouth. You know what
0: else that put to bed The fact that Affleck doesn't give a shit about being Batman anymore. He literally found a picture of himself in the Cave, <laughs> posted on his Twitter. it was like, welcome to my cave. Yeah,
1: I think he just always looks that way. Like, I saw him on the Oscars this weekend, and he just kind of, like always looks unenthused about most things
0: Sh- sure when 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 you're no longer with the love of your life and you know you didn't do a great thing yeah of course you going to look like that i love you affleck i see you i know what you do and i i see you for who you are and i love you i want yeah. you to know that
1: that's that's nice maybe he'll come on the podcast and we can talk about his relationships
0: yeah i know like he's fucking <laughs> he's fucking hanging out with like uh with uh what's that guy's name from the patriots Tom Brady? Derek Jeter? Yeah, Tom Brady. Derek Jeter. <laughs> I'm there? just kidding. I was making a direct uh, I don't know any shit about sports reference. You
1: don't. Anyway,
0: that was just a little taste of that. So So yeah,
1: we wanted to just, we wanted to wrap that up. We felt like we owed it to you guys. With the tweet. ribbon.
0: At least with the ribbon and not yeah. like a shitty, dirty, horrible, decrepit, like toilet paper Yeah, just leave
1: it there. It was like, well, I didn't, we didn't want you guys to think. Well, when yeah. they're wrong, they're just gonna leave it be. They're well, just gonna
0: leave the baby on our doorstep. We step. we
1: always tie things up in a we tiny in it. a tidy little bow here on the dark side. Um, but guys,
0: we have a big piece of news for you that makes me very happy. Mike, would you like to tell them what that piece of news is? I don't know why
1: it makes you so happy, but uh, they announced this week uh, that not only is the Batman moving forward with Matt Reeves, they are going forward with another Batman-centric spinoff about Nightwing. (gasps) Oh, yes! Being directed by Chris McKay, who directed the Lego Batman movie. Come on! It's his Ah. live-action feature film debut. Um... I don't know why you're so excited, dude because dude if,
0: if, if you, you I know I know what you'll say my brother would say I, I know what people are gonna say about me being excited about this. but like if ever there was David Ayer directed music videos it the movie came out like a music video. Zack Snyder has directed choppy mess movies and guess what? We got another choppy mess movie. Uh, Man of Steel was directed by Chris Nolan. We got it. realistic Superman. well, now, um, wait no. Uh, Superman was sorry. They're also directed by Zack Snyder produced and by, produced by Chris yeah. Nolan, and their partnership led to realistic Superman. Right. Anyway, um, this is Nightwing, who is a comedic character, much like Spider Man in a way. Directed by the guy that made the Lego movie, which was hysterical. You can go back and listen to our re- review on a past episode. But um, this it just it won these. When these movies have been like, it'll be what it is, type deal. That's really what they've been. This seems like the win to me. We haven't gotten any directors, good directors to coincide with good people who write good movies, who write good scripts, yet. And this just seems like a win of an opportunity. A win of a character that nobody's made use of. He's the most, by far, the most interesting non-powered DC character. He's Batman. He's Batman. He's Spider-Man in personality. He was Robin. He has ties to Superman. He has ties to Batman. He has ties to his own city. You know, it's finally something fresh that you can do with a good director. That's why I'm excited.
1: Well, I get that. You know, and I'll give you this. I obviously haven't been much excited for many of these, but I have a little bit more optimism for this one. It really seems like... Totally different. Uh like you said, you know, you're really going in a different direction, not only with the character, but with the director. Um, so who knows? Maybe they're listening to some of the criticism. I don't know. Yeah. Um i kind of put you on the spot here. Any ideas on uh who you would like to play Nightwing?
0: Yeah, but they missed the boat on it. Um I think that uh I think that Scott Eastwood would, would have been a good Nightwing. Oh yeah, they already thought the him in for Suicide Squad. It was in Suicide Squad. And many people thought that he actually was Dick Grayson. I have uh, one for but he wasn't. I,
1: yeah. I have one for you here, and I have a feeling like you're not going to like it, but what about Kit Harrington?
0: Just for the fact that he's too small.
1: He's like a little he's short. Like, he's 5'2". He's not 5'2". He's, he's like 5'3". No, he's he's taller than people think. I think he's like 5'8". Five 5'8"? Eight. Five eight? Are yeah. you sure about that? Yeah. I thought he was
0: like Wolverine size. No,
1: because I looked because somebody said the same thing to me last week, and he's, according to Google, I mean, like, I haven't measured him myself, <laughs> but according to Google, he's 5'8".
0: All right, so he's 5'8". And Affleck I was... is 6'4 and 6'5 in the boots. That's like almost a foot difference. The Grace is not that small. The Grace is only two inches short of the Batman.
1: Maybe we can get him in some stilts or something.
0: I don't know. Listen, kid. you know what? Kid Harrington would be good. I it's mean, almost
1: but... like, like kind of the vibe that I think would be good uh, actor-wise would be somebody like Miles Teller but not Miles Teller. You know what I'm saying?
0: I don't would never cast Miles Teller in shit.
1: I like Miles Teller.
0: I think that he is the most friggin' insistent person of all time. He just insists on being a thing. I want him to go away. He's I don't like him. I don't like his crappy face. I don't like his crappy attitude. I do not like Miles Teller. I do not like him, Sam I am.
1: He's at his moments.
0: No, uh, there's. I have not seen it. I saw one movie that that, that watched like a Lorno,
1: what which movie? if you don't
0: know what a Lorno is, that's the light made for TV porno. Um, <laughs> it watched like a Lorno, and it was with him in that Aubrey Plaza... What a load of horse crap! Wait, that's called like the night after or something. No,
1: it wasn't. Oh, oh we watched. We it. watched them we... together. It was not literally, guys. It was on like HBO or something what in the middle the of the day. Freaking... It, it was, it was not him and Aubrey Plaza. It was him and Annalay Ashford. It was called like two night stand. I think was the oh, name yeah, of it. Oh yeah, yeah. You're so right. Oh, it was on. God. It was on like HBO three at like two o'clock in the afternoon one day that we were off from work and. I will give you that. It was not a very good movie.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, Holy what about crap. like... I never want... I, that movie made me want him to never work again. What
1: about like Whiplash? I never and want And War Dogs. Like, I will not
0: watch Whiplash because I don't like his shitty face. That's well, actually that's a, that's a harsh opinion. I'm I don't a musician. Know. I will not watch Whiplash because I do not like his shitty face. Oh. I read an like a Esquire interview with him. He's literally, like, on my list of, like, top people that I would never want to listen to.
1: Oh, yeah, again. but that Esquire article, really, if you guys haven't seen it, it's really, like, they 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 put him in a, in well, a the, bad the, light. Well,
0: the interviewer walked in not knowing what to think of him and left hating him. I think that's pretty unbiased. They were like, I didn't have any opinion on Miles Teller. I left. I don't like him. Hmm. And so, oh,
1: agree to disagree on Miles Teller. I don't know how we got into this uh, this whole tangent, tangent, tendon tangential discussion of Miles Teller's career but uh Blood. let's we'll, we'll leave it there for now anyway anyway nightwing could be cool who knows? I never know with any of these movies. They just leave me guessing. The cool
0: the cool part is that Michael Yuson, the producer of every Batman movie yeah. who I've met, hi.
1: Yeah, uh, that's hi, how are you? he's produced he's produced them all. He got the he got the rights back in the day like to when Batman. Yeah, before anybody thought that oh, you can make comic books into a movie like back when they were like, oh, these are just books for children. Yeah. He pitched I mean
0: to give you, he's actually the first person who's able to teach a class on Comic books as like a as like a study, um, but also like he drew the makeup on um, like a review or something in the paper of Jack Nicholson in The Shining, um, and kind of get the, got the idea of Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Like he kind of brought his idea door to door and had like a million of them slammed in the face and a million doors slammed in his face, and just people rejected the idea until like it came up that people they wanted a dark batman movie and like they, they were like you can't make this character dark and he was like actually this is the way it is in the books and thus batman as we know him on film was yeah, born because everyone
1: had that idea of Adams Adam West's batman because that was the most successful version yeah
0: he watched that in horror as a kid but yeah so he posted on his page this nightwing news which like was like and he said like coming soon
1: yeah official confirmation
0: and then he also posted finally like Think about how long we've known about the Batman. Well, how long was that official for? Because once Nightwing went official, the Batman finally, he said on his Facebook, also coming soon. Yeah. So it was like, wait a minute. Was this not official before just this moment?
1: I don't know. You can never tell with this kind because of stuff because he... you never know when it's, like, when it's put into writing.
0: But also like with the Batman movie specifically, it's like, oh, we're shooting in February. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, they're not. They're not shooting right now. No. They're, um. Oh yeah. So he's got the script. I don't have a script. <laughs> it was like for this Batman movie. It's been like I don't think that anyone's known if or if they're not making it. Yeah, it's been so very this confusing is finally to, the confirmation to follow. Yeah. That the executive producer of the film was like, hey, hi. Uh, we're putting on a Nightwing movie, and also, hey, uh, yeah, just slipped us under the radar. Uh, Batman's official now too.
1: Well, who it remains to be seen whether any of these movies will be good. Uh. Yeah. But sure. Because we don't have much to go off of, as as, yeah. as we've spoken about. Um, and to sort of speak about that further, so there was an event uh, this week, the Academy Awards. Perhaps you saw it. Yeah. And uh, you know, most people want to talk about the ending, uh, some of the other major events that happened. Um, but for us, the, the sort of ground-shaking moment was one of the first awards where uh, Best Makeup and Hairstyling was awarded to Suicide Squad, yeah, forever cementing that we will have to refer to it as the Academy oh Award-winning Suicide Squad. Oh my lord! We cannot handle this argument alone. So today, for an angry rant on the Academy Award-winning Suicide Squad, we've brought in your brother.
0: Yeah. Yes, we have today. Sitting next to us, we have my brother, uh, Jojo, and we're going to call this segment Jojo's Righteous Rant. Um, but also. Joe has a very similar talking voice to me. This is not a bit. It's not me moving over a chair. This is my brother. This is Joe. So Joe, thanks for coming on. What do you think about this atrocity?
2: All right, well, let's, you know, I gotta tell you, let's just forget about this whole Donald Trump thing. For a minute, that happened last night. That's garbage. But let's go, let's rewind the clocks back to Sunday. I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Best makeup? Suicide Squad? Are you fucking kidding me? I, I really? I thought the Oscars was a moment for us to sit back and reflect on. A moment in film and a movie that impacted our lives and was completely amazing and blew us all away all i know is suicide squad blew everyone away in a horrible way it called for people to pretty much write off out the entire dc franchise and go wow we're headed towards the toilet and this movie now won an oscar i don't understand how that happened
1: so now, Joe, how do you think that this is going to to impact the DC movies going forward? Oh, um,
2: let me think. Uh, not at all. I think that they're going to continue going the horrible direction they've been going in. They are going to completely disregard fan reviews and reviews in general. No one has given any of their movies good reviews. It's complete garbage. They just are going to keep reeling out these movies and keep throwing them out into the, into the universe and there's going to be no repercussions on their part. That's pretty
1: much the call. So now, if... So you're essentially saying you think it's going to go the way of the Transformers movies, where it makes a ton of money and people go to see them, and no matter how bad they are?
2: Yeah, I'm. I, all I think is, when I see Transformers trailers, is who the fuck is watching these things, and who's giving them the money to make them? I don't understand. i The only people I've ever spoken to have only said... Either I've only seen the first Transformers, or I haven't seen any of the Transformers movie yet. Every year, a Transformers movie rolls out into the box office.
1: So now, what what would your advice be to people like that don't like these movies? If you know they're gonna keep coming out, stop going to the movies. That's the only
2: way to stop these greedy fools is just stop going. If people stop going to see this fail and a dump in the theaters that the studios will finally understand that people don't like their movies. Marvel movies come out and they're number one in the box office and they stay that way for at least a few weeks. People love them. People don't love the DC Warner Brother movies. They are terrible. They tried to shoehorn a whole shit ton of years that Marvel worked hard to give individual movies into two movies. Man of Steel, fail. You hated that movie? Well, guess what? Here he is again and unchanged based on reviews. And then he, not only that, but we're going to throw in Batman. We're going to throw in Wonder Woman. We're going to tease The Flash. We're going to tease Aquaman. We're going to tease the entire universe in one movie, in one scene that is completely thrown in and deletable.
1: So if these movies are so terrible, though, and you know, obviously, critically, most of the fans, however you slice it, People don't seem to like them very much. But they still do well. They still make money. Like, Suicide Squad, commercially, all in all, was a success. Even though it sat at, like, a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever it was. And mostly everybody that I know personally that went to go see it hated it. Why do you think that is? Because people are suckers. And every single time I know myself, I go to the movies
2: hoping, God, I hope this is better than the last one. Please prove me wrong. And guess what? It's not. And I think that this, you know, Marvel failed several times. Let's not forget the the onslaught of terrible Punisher movies and onslaught of awful Hulk films that had to come out before they realized, retreated and came out with something great, AKA Iron Man. They made three reboots of the Hulk. They made three reboots of the Punisher before they were like, you know what? These characters aren't working. Let's try something else. Even the even Spider-Man, the most fucking loved Marvel character, they 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 botched him, and they had to start again. And this is what DC needs to do. Marvel realized they came out with terrible films. They made three films with one actor, and they still went, nope, gotta go again.
1: That's what needs to happen. So so you're saying you know if if let's say they put this in your hands, they said Joe, we need you to fix this whole thing, you just blow the whole thing up.
2: Yeah, I'd uh, hit delete, and I'd throw a whole pile of comic books down on the table with a whole room full of writers, and I would say, this is the source material, this is what people love, this is what people have been following, how do we make this on the big screen? That's the only thing, and that's what Marvel does best. Marvel just knows what to do. I find myself several times in a Marvel movie looking up and saying out loud to the person next to me, God, these guys are good. They know what they're doing.
1: They have a very clear, they seem to have a very clear vision. And that's the thing is it's, you can't say that it's, it's director-based versus not director-based because Guardians of the Galaxy is very much a James Gunn movie. Doctor Strange, very much a Scott Derrickson movie. Suicide Squad is very much like you could tell David Ayer had an idea of what he wanted it to be. But for some reason, it doesn't connect in the same way that, like, James Gunn connects with Guardians of the Galaxy. Why No, do you-
2: and let's go, let's go, okay, so let's go back to the Suicide Squad movie and what a turd it is. And let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy and what an amazing movie it is. And that they took a group of characters that, one, no one had ever heard about. And it was a unanimous, pretty much, who the fuck are these guys? And... Where did they come from and am I going to see this movie? I don't know. I don't know these characters. There's not one character in this film that I know. And then let's talk about Suicide Squad who literally had a cast of characters that are well loved on so many different platforms and mediums. The Joker, Harley Quinn. These are characters that are iconic within their own right. If you hold up a picture of the Joker to anyone who has never read a comic book in their life, they know exactly who that is. And they took a movie that had pretty much the same plot, a group of bad guys, a group of characters that aren't on the straight and narrow, and they made them save the world. Guardians of the Galaxy Suicide Squad. Guardians of the Galaxy made something fresh, interesting, and appeals to the comic book fan. DC Warner Brothers just made a movie, I think it was Kevin Smith that said, or someone said, that it was like a Hot Topic exploded on screen. That's about the size of it. Yeah, it's it just was a complete
1: fail. That's, the, and they had pretty much the same setup. So now obviously your, your solution would be to blow the whole thing up, but obviously we don't think that that's gonna happen at this point. What can they do to ease this pain for us a little bit? Listen to the fans, read a fucking
2: blog, read any review of these movies. Just read a review. Put your wallet down, get your head out of your wallet, get it out of your bank account, and just read a review. People aren't happy. Yes, we make the mistake of going to your fucking film and paying $15 for a ticket. That does not mean we walk out of the theater and we fucking like it. Just read a goddamn review. Just one.
1: Alright, well... There you go. There's JoJo's rant on Suicide <laughs> Squad and the uh, the Suicide Squad Oscar, which feels like a weird thing to say. Yeah, that movie's uh, that movie doesn't fucking
2: deserve an Oscar. They basically won an Oscar for Killer Croc. We Everyone sh- else's makeup is completely mediocre, and I've seen a hundred fangirls and cosplayers make remake it in their
1: bedrooms in ten minutes. We should take the Oscar back from them like they did to La La Land. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, JoJo.
2: Yep.
0: All <laughs> right, that was a lot, but I tend to agree. Uh, thanks for that, Joe. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the DC universe. Has, Not
1: much else to say after that. Yeah,
0: it's kind of like that. Kind of leaves you speechless. <laughs> anyway. Yeah,
1: let's 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 move, move on. Move right along.
0: You know, last night, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, dropped a trailer. I don't know if it's their final trailer. I don't know if it is their like next to final trailer. But it was the mother of all trailers. And if you're one fan, you loved it. And if you're me, you went, Welp, thank you, you son of a bitch. Thank you for showing me the whole goddamn thing. I am so friggin' good now. Thanks. Well, thank you, Marvel. Once again, you've shown me the whole goddamn movie. Like, no one needs to go see Beauty and the Beast now. They've shown the trailers, they've shown the musical numbers and clips. Disney has a way lately, besides for Star Wars, of just showing you the goddamn movie. <laughs> I'm so pissed off about this.
1: It's like you said. There seems to be two camps when it comes to trailers for big movies like this. There's the camp that doesn't want to see anything until they go to the movie and wants to be totally, completely left in the dark and surprised. And there's the other camp who really doesn't care. I don't think there's people that are, like, sitting in like, are junkies for this kind of stuff. that are like, show me as much as possible. But it's either, like, you're annoyed by it or you don't care.
0: Well, okay. So it's no secret at this point. This is not a spoiler. This is direct direct um it's information. readily available so everywhere. Peter's dad in this movie is played by Peter Quill Star-Lord, for those who don't know, is played by uh none other than Russell Crowe. Not Russell Crowe. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Kurt Russell.
1: Russell Crowe was Superman's dad.
0: That would be funny to get him in a room with <laughs> Kurt Russell. Listen. Badass Kurt Russell. Anyway, which is going to be cool. Just side note, because he almost played Han Solo. This will be cool to get Kurt Russell in space finally and see what he kind of could have done. Anyway, so he's playing Peter's dad. And you know what? Before, when you came out of the last movie, maybe two years ago, you said to yourself, I wonder who his dad is. They name checked that a lot in the movie. Like, who are we talking about? It was sort of like Rey in Star Wars. And then imagine if you got a Star Wars trailer and it was like, hi, Ray, I'm your daddy. Well, <laughs> that's what this was. You speculated, you speculated, and you speculated, and then you watch this trailer. I'm not going to tell you how the moment happened in case you haven't watched it and you're like me and you don't want to watch it. But there you go.
1: We see it well, in the trailer. I'll make the, I'll make the argument. Uh... Against what you're saying because it didn't bother me because I think the information, uh, has been pretty readily out there. Uh, you, you know, James Gunn said pretty early on, on Twitter, on the internet and in interviews who Peter's father was. Um, and he also said we find out pretty early in the movie, so it's not really a spoiler for everyone that thinks it's a spoiler. So I'm okay. Listen, as long as you're not showing me the ending, as long as you're not showing me way too much, if you're showing me something that happens in the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, and something, especially something that I know, like I know Kurt Russell's ego, I know everything about how they're going about this Peter Father situation, I'm not bothered by it. Yeah, but you
0: know what? It's not that it's like, you know, I get what you're saying, but I, I but at the same time, it's not like Peter's father was, it's not the beginning of the movie. No matter, even if they showed it in the first friggin' frame of the film, it was opened up and I was like, Hi, Peter, I'm your dad. It, it doesn't matter because it's not the beginning of the movie. Because in the last one, we spent so much of the movie being like, the Dragon off to his dad. Oh, your father was made of starlight and, you know, whatever. We, we, we talked about dad, dad, dad. And then it's like, it was like Ray, basically, where you're like, "Who are you?" Imagine if the forget if they showed it in the trailers, like, it's okay. It's beca- we showed it because that's in the beginning of the movie. You wouldn't care. You'd be irate. You'd be like, "I, they, you know, I'm a fan for Guardians. The way I was, a, I'm a fan for these new Star Wars movies." And I didn't want it. Listen, I knew it was happening. I knew he was ego the living planet. The only time I knew from a pop figure was from a pop figure that he'd be taking human form. That yeah, was the only time. That's fair. So. Basically, at any po- no point
1: you don't get Kurt Russell to play a planet.
0: But anyway, when they showed him at Comic Con, they showed him as Eagle the Living Planet. That would have been fine with me. Show him as Eagle the Living Planet. Don't give away the the um. Don't give away the whole thing. Like it's 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 one thing to say it happened at the beginning of the movie and show Nebula is in the film. It's another thing to show something that people have been waiting to the answer for. Like, waiting for the answer. You know, it's like, that. that's a different thing. It's not the beginning of the movie. It's a movie and however long it takes you to get to it in the second one. We've been, oh, it happens in a movie and a half. It happens in a movie and a third. It's not that it happens in the beginning of this movie. It happens in a movie and however long it takes to get to that moment.
1: I guess really the point of the whole thing is that it's not about, uh, it's not like with Ray's parents where it's about the mystery. It's more about, the relationship that he's going to have with him. And I guess it's more about the development of that than the big reveal of who his father is. Um, So I guess that's why they're not handling it the same way. Uh, But how would you... I mean, if you were to fix this trailer problem, so to speak, how would you go about releasing trailers? What would be your ideal trailer situation for a movie that you're anticipating like this?
0: I didn't have an answer to this question until the first trailer came out for The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. I just knew that I was getting too much in trailers that was the only fact I went I am getting too much in trailers and then we had the force awakens and it was a it was a quiet quick few thoughts that if you were like me and before this trailer you thought that this movie was the worst idea ever I did not want the force awakens to happen. And Mike could tell you the night that they announced that they were doing a new Star Wars, he was happy about it because he liked the prequels and he grew up with them. Oh, I was so ready. And I said, and I literally almost dropped my phone. I remember being in my college dorm and being like, "Uh, this is the worst idea ever. J.J. Abrams is going to just like lens flare this whole thing out. (laughs) But anyway, I watched the trailer and in a matter of seconds, I was crying. And I was like, I didn't, it was like something like 37 seconds or something. Yeah, it was short, seconds. really short. Hearing Luke's voice, the effective use of imagery to show your point and go, yeah,
1: yeah, we got this. It was literally just, except for that one line of dialogue from, from Snoke, it was just pictures. You were good. It was images. It was stormtroopers when... and droids and you just like, really just gave you a feel for what it was without saying anything or doing anything.
0: And then the next trailer came out. People reacted crazily to that first one. The next one came out at Comic Con. That was celebration. Cele-
1: no, the first one came out just uh just kind of dropped on. Oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, did they show it at their like El Capitan theater thing? The first one just dropped on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. I don't the... remember what the what the event. The second, was. the second the second one it? was celebration.
0: Yeah, celebration. So they, we got the celebration trailer, and that was the uh, Chewy. We're home.
1: Yeah, that was the that big was one. that one. And then there was the and last was, trailer. I'm
0: just saying that, that one was even still minimalist and people were like, "Okay, stop now." And they put out one more. They did a final trailer. Yeah, the night that but the movie took one on sale. They they showed you 2 minutes of stuff, but still it was quick cuts and they showed you nothing. They showed you BB rolling in sand. They showed you Ray flipping on a switch on her um on her um, you know, vehicle there on Jakku. They showed you the Falcon taking off. All they, stuff show, that, yeah. they showed you stuff that was throwaway but was so cool to you in trailer. That's what you show in a trailer. That's what I thought they were doing with Guardians. And then they just totally, just last night, they just shot their
1: Well, you Well, know, my ideal trailer strategy would be a two-trailer strategy. Yeah. Do one early. Do a teaser, teaser that, like you said, is kind of like Star Wars where they're literally just giving you images, really just a glimpse of what they're getting at with the movie. And then do a second trailer closer to the release and – I'm okay with you putting stuff in there that, you know, might seem spoilery. Like, perfect example, Civil War. They put Spider-Man at the end of the trailer, uh, one of the la- at the end of the last trailer, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that might have seemed spoilery, but, like, it was cool. It got people talking. And you still had a big thing in the movie that you didn't see in the trailer, which was Giant Man yeah and and I, I think the force awakens kind of did the same thing people thought it was spoilery when they had finn with the lightsaber like oh we're seeing you know who's a, is he a force wheeler you know but it ended up being that we didn't see ray with the lightsaber you really get so i think as long as you leave those big moments for people i'm okay with them giving away the little ones because yeah. it gets people talking it generates conversation you know most of the things that i saw on twitter about the guardian trailer was get your first look at ego same thing with the Civil War trailer. Get your first look at Spider-Man. I feel like you almost have to give those bones to people to generate the conversation and to get the internet talking, because you know that's kind of what it's all about.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, that's totally fine and totally true. It just doesn't mean that in this instance that I liked it. I I, I, I love Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. and like you know, you know, there's a lot of people my my in our generation. Not huge fans of Kurt Russell. They don't really. They know him from he's, Sky High. Yeah, Me, he's not really. I watched really... him and Elvis. I I like watched Kurt Russell growing up. He was yeah, he was now, a little
1: before our generation. And
0: now here he is in this film, and I was so excited to see anything he would do with this, and. He's in the friggin' trailer and I was like and I just wished that I could go out and scoop out my eyeballs and not watch it
1: well I feel like that's that's what just what it's gonna be because like I said they're yeah, gonna have at this point to, they're gonna have to give you those they're gonna have to throw those it's bones just to a people trailer
0: problem it's not even like it was this this specific exactly thing. it was well, like this yeah. thing that took the cake for me to go fucking i'm done That's this what, is horrible but that's what i'm saying is is the
1: they're always gonna throw those bones in there for people so occasionally it's gonna be things that annoy you and occasionally it's gonna be things like, that excite you and then occasionally it's gonna be things you don't care about it's just we it's your see,
0: personal preferences really do you remember when we went to go see age of ultron yeah and like maybe before we didn't realize it but afterwards we went Did You do realize that they gave us the whole movie in the first trailer now yeah. looking back like them climbing the walls of Sokovia, Sokovia in the sky, them <coughs> fighting on the on – the, they showed Age of Ultron in the Age of Ultron trailer.
1: Yeah, you don't realize how much you're seeing until you see the movie and it puts it into context. Yeah, it was it was a big amount of the movie. But that's okay. You know what? I mean, As long, like I said, as long as you don't have that content – you re, as long as you don't have that context, you really don't know what you're seeing anyway. So I guess it really doesn't matter. I, no, I mean, it is true. an interesting point, though. Yeah. Um, Speaking of like old school actors in Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm going totally off topic here. I know what you're going to say. But I have to say it because I'm so excited and I know you're going to be excited. Um, there were always rumors about a, a certain old school actor appearing in Guardians of the Galaxy. And yesterday they came out with a new poster. And in the fine print at the bottom, we got confirmation, Sylvester Stallone is in Guardians of the Galaxy Wait, too. it's on the poster? It's on the poster. It's official. It's like, it's like with oh Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell.
0: Holy crap! Yeah, I'm so upset because I feel like this is a missed opportunity because um, he was Dre- Judge Dread uh-huh. and he also was um, John Spartan and Demolition Man, mm. and I thought that this would have been a good opportunity to have him be like the Nova of the Nova Corps or like a senior like Nova Corps like that might um, be his role. I like,
1: mean, who knows? Yes, people saw him in like ma- makeup. Oh, uh, maybe he's like set. a Ravager or something.
0: And like that's gonna. Fucking piss me off! Like it's like you had literally the greatest action movie star to play like his militant character and make that badass. Like we yeah. didn't see any cool. We Nova still, we characters. still. Have... We saw John C. Riley and the guy who played Stanley with the C, in uh in Couples Retreat. Stanley with the C. I'm Stanley with the C.
1: Um, we still have one really old school, cool '80s movie action star, uh, that hasn't touched the Marvel universe. Who? Still got Arnold. I'm good. Bring Arnold into it to a Marvel movie. I'm calling it now.
0: Mar- Arnold comes with his own style. I feel like like his own. You have to write a movie around Arnold being it. Is what I realized, like when you put him in scenes, like when I mean, he's in the Expendables movie, it's just like you know you have these other characters saying their lines, and then Arnold like they make Arnold look like a bad actor because he's basically like they're like, you know, here's this crazy uh, crazy scene. My partner died. and He's in the hospital and blah blah blah, and he's like oh boy gee whiz and it's just like it's like it's he he against them he seems so like i don't know is they make him look bad i don't know like sometimes like action actors can't act against other action actors they have to be like really good actors to make them like much 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 better than they are here's the, like yeah. movies need to be written around arnold being like here's the thing the i don't actor. actually
1: want Mar- arnold to be in a marvel movie but if they said tomorrow arnold's gonna be in a marvel movie I would have absolutely zero problem with it. Yeah,
0: same. Absolutely the same. I would love
1: to see that just just for the sake of like be it being a thing that I saw.
0: I just need the gripe because I'm a Stallone guy. Yeah. And he finally got he's finally getting us more with this. And I'm like, yeah, stay out of here, Arnold.
1: Get no. out of here for just a freaking second. So I was glad that Stallone was so good in Creed because I was like, this is going to open up opportunities for him to do stuff like this. Because he's not a bad actor. He's a pretty good actor given the right material and given the right circumstances.
0: That's true. That's true. But he trying to do these like really like depthful movies, like where he's like, I gotta protect my daughter on this farm with my shotgun and it's like, Oh dude. Yeah. No, no one watched this. Yeah. He did that movie when he came back to acting. You're coming back to acting. Oh, Arnold. And you did a movie oh, I was talking about with Stallone. Johnny Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh. Stallone is a great actor. Yeah, but Stallone like, only be- lost an Oscar to Network and then this friggin' uh, last year he lost to Mark
1: Rylance in Mark Bridge Rylance, of Spies. Who- Who was the? I saw every movie in the best supporting actor category last year. Mark Rylance was the worst of the five. Don't at me. You know what needs to be
0: a thing from now on? I feel like with the Oscars, just to like make another category. Um. Just rewatchability. There's like a lot of these movies are great. You will never watch them again. Yeah. You know what you'll watch again creed I'm sure you saw it, and I'm sure that if it was on TV, you'd go, hmm, this looks like a good thing to watch. I'm gonna watch it. You'll never watch Lincoln again. Yeah. You spent your three hours on it. Your time has been served.
1: Exactly. How many times am I gonna watch The Artist? How many
0: times are you gonna watch Bridges Spies? Yeah. How
1: many times are you gonna watch The Imitation Game? Yeah, exactly. Once. How many times? Time. Yeah. How many times am I gonna watch Straight Out of Compton? Like nine
0: rewatchability.
1: Yeah, exactly. Rewatchability. I really wish entertain- they I really wish that was something they took into account because yeah, not only be acting
0: but entertainment value. I
1: mean, yeah, cuz like that's the thing. I'm not one of those that's like you should open it up to the people like because I don't want no, I don't I want, don't want Civil War no. being nominated for best picture. I really do want it to celebrate the art of movies. Filmmaking. But I feel like there's other things that you could take into consideration like to make it a little it. bit like, more accessible. Like how come when the games are nominated for things like how, how like
0: replayability factor with movies, you know what? This has to come out on home release, it's not just the one time you buy the ticket. yeah,
1: exactly. It doesn't need to be like a category thing where it's like, okay, mo- best movie and best rewatchable right. movie. but like at least like if you I-, I would put it on the ballot, you know, for things to consider when you're considering best picture, consider rewatchability as one of your factors as Ob- an academy obviously. member
0: and just a small side note fucking give stunts an, a friggin' a, a friggin' category. Oh, absolutely. It's ridiculous now. How many, how, like, watch Civil War and tell me that any fight with the Black Panther in it or just any of those fights in general weren't, like, brilliantly coordinated. Really, any of the movies of this year, the action movies of, like, this past year, Batman v Superman, the warehouse fight, I'm sorry, but that, like, great th- scene. They keep saying, like, you know, oh, sometimes they have to digitally enhance those fights and have to use camera tricks. Uh, you have to do that to anyone's movie where they're just talking. If someone gets in a car crash it's it has to be recreated with you know some way embellished. People's performances are now being embellished with CGI. Stop pretending that CGI covers up bad acting or covers or stitches things together. like stunts deserve their own category. Those people, you know what I would
1: do? they're the only people
0: that risk their lives for your art.
1: you know yeah, you know what I would do honestly. Do a best, like, stunts and choreography category. So if you have, like, a big musical, like, La La Land had that big opening sequence on the on the highway. I thought that was really well done, but there's no way for them to reward that at the Oscars because yeah. there's no category for it. Have a best stunts and, chor- and choreography category. It would really be a great addition. Like, wasn't there,
0: like, a separate Oscars ceremony for just the people who, like... Did the science behind me? Yeah, they have it. They... Are you shitting me? Do you know how much calculation and like mathematics has to go in rolling yourself in a car? You have to hit at the exact velocity, at the exact impact ratio, at the exact timing, at the exact moment that that truck is gonna careen into your car or your toast. Yeah. Like you have to jump off the off the off of the building to jump to the next building where the Black Panther's at. You have to jump at that. At the exact moment, at the exact call up for action, so that they can have that thing under you. My
1: favorite, it. like, like behind the scenes stunt thing that I've of
0: science of movies.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I think that's an important no, thing to it's honor. Important, it's important, but, but like, like, like not as
0: not just like they're like just as important as. If we the could other. have an
1: entire separate uh, award ceremony, uh, like to honor these scientific achievements behind movie you making have time for we can add a stunts and choreography
0: nobody's going to complain Oscar, yeah nobody's going to complain no, I, I, it's I, been a part of movies since charlie chaplin it's
1: one of the biggest like, my favorite one of my favorite behind the scenes stunt things that i saw this year was uh you know that that shot in civil war where bucky jumps out the window and you're following that's what, him that's exactly
0: what i was saying when he's jumping off the off the yeah, the, the they, roof they to get to the they black literally, they
1: put a they put a green screen up in front of him so that you couldn't so like they can green screen in the next building and they actually had Sebastian Stan's stunt double jump, and a camera guy in a harness jump behind him with the camera so it, like you can get that shot of him jumping. I thought that was so cool. But yeah, totally I'm, not deserving yeah. an Oscar. No, I, I definitely right. we just need to say listen, we honor it at the Emmys. we should honor it at the Oscars too, because it's sometimes even more extra it's most of the time even more extravagant in film.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to like put a side note of that in. Yeah, it's important. Like, Listen, they're so important. we're talking
1: about movies like Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy like we always do and you know there's certain things you know I think it's fitting with the Oscars this week that we touch on that because yeah. you know I, I, like I said I don't want to see I'm not the one calling for Civil War to be nominated for best picture but I think we honor it in the visual effects categories we honor it in the sound categories makeup whatever we need to that's that's an important thing that I think should be looked at because that's a, that's an aspect where these movies shine that's not getting rewarded. And I feel bad for movies like La La Land, too, that, you know, they go through all this, you know, that that choreographer on La La Land, Mandy Moore, did a lot of crazy work in that movie. Yeah. And there's just Nothing. no there's no means there's for the n- Academy or, uh, the Academy to reward it. And I think yeah. that's something that needs to be looked at. Absolutely. I
0: mean, I, it's just like, you know, I don't care who you are out there, nerds. I don't care who you are. when
1: You're all nerds. No,
0: no I'm saying I don't care who you are, where you're from. But when you watch Batman v. Superman, yeah, when Batman does the warehouse fight, it, I, nobody did not lose their minds. Everyone was losing their shit. It was because a sick scene. That was sick. the, finally, finally, after 75 years, that is how Batman would command a room. And it was the coolest moment of stunts. And those stuntmen, some of them I actually seen circulated on Facebook around me. I'd love to try and get one of them on the show. (laughs) Um,
1: um,
0: But yeah, um, the work they did seamlessly jumping in and out of scene with Ben is gorgeous. Physicality, this is the closing note for me. Physicality is such an important part of what makes a character a character. And if any of the people that actually won those Oscars had to complete their role by doing the stunts, there would be no movies. Those movies would be incomplete. Because the physicality of their character wouldn't have been properly brought to life. So if you're going to honor those characters, honor the people that complete, 100% complete the physicality of that character, bringing them to life, movie after movie.
1: Absolutely. And retroactively award Space Jam Best Picture. Oh, God.
0: Wait, was that up for Best Picture? No, of course not. Oh, my not. God. God. I almost it's... I almost had a heart attack. No. I love Space Jam, but like... Just to know that would make me retroactively so pissed off. I don't know why.
1: Retroactively give Best Picture to Space Jam and Hitch.
0: (laughs) Hitch is not a bad movie.
1: Hitch
0: is a great movie. Hitch is not a bad movie at all. We're
1: going to start our Hitch podcast next week.
0: Actually, yeah, we're going to have just an episode about Hitch. No, we're not. Please come back. We're actually talking about Logan. Yes. So, yeah, to
1: wrap things up... that's that's our show for today uh but next week uh we will have seen logan we are very much looking forward to it
0: guys i want you to know something this is very real this is very true and i'm just gonna come out with it i'm probably gonna i've i've never cried during a movie i mean i even went to go see the help And everyone in the theater was crying. And I felt like the biggest scumbag in the world because I wasn't. makes you feel bad when people are crying around you and you're not. Because in your mind, you're like, oh, my God, this is so horrible what I'm watching. But you're, like, so jarred by it. Like, I'm the kind of guy, like, I get so surprised I, like, can't cry. I'm like, I got to stay in. Or do you feel like you're
1: supposed to? Like, everyone told me me how sad Manchester by the Sea was. And I was like, so I was so prepared for it that when I went in to see it and it was sad, I didn't, like, I didn't want to cry because I was so, like, all right, well. I knew that it was going to be sad. I was, like, ready for it.
0: I did tear up during Toy Story 3, however. Oh, yes, And of course. I teared so I up during uh, 42, the Jackie Robinson oh, movie. Yeah. That was a good um, movie. Both mo- Close. But. I think I will probably cry. No matter what the end is. If there is a last frame to this film but the movie stops happening, I think I'm going to cry.
1: Oh. I-, I think I'm going to cry. Dude, uh, I, it's, it's a long, long time that we've seen Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It's sad that, that it's finally he's wrapping up the clause. So not only
0: will you get a review, he'll get up word on whether or not it happened or it didn't. I'll be honest with you. Hey will. you. Hey will. you. He
1: will. He will. And truth be told, he might cry again. I
0: <laughs> probably. So, oh man, I talk about things on this podcast. I get like my own chills for myself. You're lucky. You're, you're
1: lucky, you're lucky uh, that you have a girlfriend because you look like a wimp.
0: Not concerned. I'm, just, I'm the guy that orders. I'm just kidding. I order the quote unquote girly drinks. I don't know what a girly drink is, but I've never met a strawberry doctor. We don't that follow. We
1: don't follow old school misogynistic stereotypes on this show.
0: Oh, <laughs> thanks for the PSA.
1: Yeah, we don't. <laughs> That's true, though. Women are so much cooler than us. That that
0: they're smarter than us.
1: They're definitely smarter. I'm pretty than cool us. though. Yeah. So, ladies, <laughs> you rock. Um, dork side listeners, you rock. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about some Logan. And we're uh, we're looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, we'll see you then, pup.
1: All right. Signing off. I am Mike.
0: And I'm Logan. No, you're not. No, I'm Dan.
1: He's Dan. I'm Always Logan. lying to you people, but I'm never lying. Well, I'm Batman. Oh, God. All right.
0: We'll see you next week. I don't know if they can hear you, so we'll see you
2: next week.
1: See you next week.